Hello. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast today. My name is Tochuku Ode and I'm a second year nursing student at the Trent Fleming School of Nursing. So today we're just gonna I'm just gonna be discussing and talking about five topics that are drawn from my um nursing course, which is the 2001 course. And I personally chose these topics because I believe I have a personal connection to these topics as a person and also as a student nurse. So the topics we're going to be um, looking at and discussing today are high-risk pregnancy, eating disorders, abortion, mental health in adolescents and young adults, and lastly, LGBTQ and the access to care. Firstly, I'll be educating and discussing about high-risk pregnancy. First of all, what is high-risk pregnancy? So high-risk pregnancy means a woman has one or more teens that raise her and a baby's chances for health problems or early delivery. So some risk factors for high-risk pregnancy are maternal age, weight, problems with previous pregnancies like miscarriage or stillbirth, also the use of illicit drugs um, such as marijuana, cocaine, use of tobacco or nicotine. So today, we're just going to be focusing on two medical conditions. One is preeclampsia and gestational diabetes. So preeclampsia is a syndrome that includes a dangerously high blood pressure that exceeds 140 over 90. And this could be harmful for the baby and the mother. However, it is important to note that this condition can be managed with proper managerial techniques. So these techniques could include... Um, closely monitoring the mother and the um, baby's status, but delivery remains the ultimate treatment for this syndrome. Another condition is gestational diabetes. So this condition occurs when a woman develops high blood sugar levels during pregnancies. In other words, um, this develops when a mother has high glucose levels in her bloodstream. So this condition is usually diagnosed for the first time during pregnancy, which is the gestational period and can affect the pregnancy and the baby's health. So once again, this condition can be managed if a pregnant woman with this condition incorporates um, managerial activities into her everyday life. For example, going to a registered dietitian to plan out a very healthy um, meal plan throughout her pregnancy. Also engaging in physical activities and also learning how to properly use insulin injections or taking the pills adequately and efficiently throughout our pregnancy. As a student nurse and as a future RN, I believe it is important for us to advocate for mothers experiencing IRIX pregnancy. It's our obligation to support and encourage these mothers through these bodily changes and the sudden change of health status. It is very also very important to educate patients Try as much as possible to answer their questions as they are frustrated and also concerned. Also, their families also. So just to make them more comfortable, it's very important to always ask to answer questions and always provide a comforting space and a comforting environment for both the patient, parents, and also the families. Another topic we're going to be looking at today is eating disorders. 
Eating disorders are a range of psychological conditions that cause unhealthy eating habits to develop. The most common eating disorders are anorexia nervosa. This involves an individual wanting to stay excessively thin. Another eating disorder is bulimia nervosa. So here a person goes on a food binge and eats excessively and ends up vomiting the food to maintain their current weight. Another eating disorder is binge eating disorder. Here a person eats excessive amounts of food in a short period of time and the person does not purge or expel the food from their body system. I chose this topic because I do identify with this topic and this shows my genuineness as a person and also as a future nurse. For so long, I have struggled with unhealthy eating habits. That makes me wonder, am I sick? Do I need help? As nurses, it's also, also very important for us to put ourselves in the shoes of our patients who are diagnosed with an eating disorder. For they can also be asking themselves, are they sick? Do they need help? Um, how would they seek for this help? So it all is very important to it's very important for us to see this condition from their perspective. Let's ask ourselves or let's ask the patient, um, could this have been influenced by environmental factors, you know, by what they see in the society, by what they see on on billboards, what they see on, you know, on TV, or how they view their favorite celebrities. Let's ask ourselves, are there other factors that play a role in this um, diagnosis or this disorder? Could it be socioeconomic um, factors? Could it be um, living situation, economic factors? I believe as a nurse, we shouldn't just focus on psychological um, factors alone. We should also look at the factors surrounding the patient um, and the environmental factors of this patient. For patients with eating disorders, we are encouraged as nurses to integrate Jane Watson's theory of caring, which is accepting these patients for who they are, as this helps us to understand the patient and help us create a proper care that is unique to the needs of our patients. It's also very important to educate the patients with this eating disorders so they are knowledgeable about the risk and the effects of this disorder. I do believe that as a patient, it's very important to identify this risk, the risks and the disadvantages with our patients, educate our patient. Also, as nurses, we should be knowledgeable about these conditions so we're able to provide the proper education and the right education to this patient. I do believe that if this, if we're able to educate these patients properly on the disadvantage and the risk that is eating disorders during their bodies, the more the more willing to seek for help and more willing to seek treatment for their disorders. Another topic we're going to be looking at today is abortion. So as a young woman who is a student nurse, I believe that this topic is quite sensitive and should be approached with care. We will be analyzing abortion today. What is abortion? Abortion is when a pregnancy is ended so it does not result in the birth of a child. Therefore, abortion is also referred to as the termination of a pregnancy. It is important to know that every individual has a right to decide freely without stigmatization and discrimination, the spacing, timing of their children. But abortion has become a very ethical challenge in maternal and newborn. 
as most people equate abortion to murder and as and is seen as an unforgiving sin and also an unforgiving crime while others believe that restricting women from making decisions about their own body and health is not respecting the autonomy but as nurses it is very important to be informed about the complexity of the abortion issue from a legal and ethical standpoint nurses should nurses should know about the rules and regulation of abortion in their state and nurses must realize that people who do abortion is also an ethical dilemma for them that could result in confusion and distress of patients because even if this is their decision and this is their choice they are they are mourning a potential loss nurses will also acknowledge the sincere convictions and strong emotions of those on all sides of the issue so as nurses, I do believe that we should acknowledge everyone's decisions and also acknowledge our personal decisions about this, the ethical challenge or the ethical issue of abortion. It is also important for nurses to be updated on current situations with ethical complications that comes with abortion. Nurses should also be able to combine their knowledge and therapeutic skills to address ethical dilemma. Nurses should also show compassion and empathy on patients who go through abortion because it's very important for us as nurses and also for this for individuals who go through abortion to be able to find a space to express their feelings and say how they truly feel about the situation. Another topic we're going to be looking at today is mental health in adolescents and young adults. According to the World Health Organization, mental health is a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities. They can cope with the normal stresses of life, they can work productively and is able to make contribution to his or her community. I will just state some shocking facts about mental health in young adults. Do you know that half of all mental health conditions starts by 14 years of age and most of these cases are undetected and untreated? Also, suicide is the leading cause of death in 15 to 19 year olds. As we continue this podcast, it's important to know the difference between mental health and mental illness. With mental health, we're talking about mental well-being and mental illness is an illness that affects the way people think, feel, behave, or interact with others. Common mental illness that are prevalent among young adults are anxiety disorders, mood disorders, and schizophrenia disorders. As nurses, I do believe that we will face ethical challenges like stigmatization by the society, which has stopped these youth and young adults to seek help. As nurses, it's important to monitor and guide our languages when addressing these patients. It is also important to allow these patients willingly seek help, and we can ensure this by appropriate communication, creating a therapeutic environment, one that is free from judgment, and also an environment that provides comfort and empathy. When this, um, when we create an environment that provides comfort and comfort and empathy. All this combines ensures our patients are given the best competent care 
and promotes the well-being of these young adults and adolescents. The last topic for our podcast today is going to be about the LGBTQ community and their access to care. Jane Watson defines caring as the moral ideal of nursing, which includes protection, enhancement, and preservation of human dignity. As a nurse, Eva restricting care and not just nurses, other healthcare practitioners. We stand to defile our obligation to the society, which is providing care regardless of the patient's age, race, or even sexual identity. All persons should be able to see a doctor without worrying about how they'll be treated, harassed, or even probably denied service. Discrimination in healthcare settings endangers LGBTQ lives through delays or denials of medically necessary care. The statistics show how the LGBTQ community is discriminated. About 8% says that a doctor or other healthcare provider has refused to see them because of their actual or perceived sexual orientation. About 70% say that they have experienced unwanted physical contact from a doctor or even other healthcare providers, such as fondling, sexual assault, or even rape. About 9% say that a doctor or other healthcare provider has used harsh or abusive language when treating them. Another 6% say that a doctor or other healthcare provider refused to give them, give them healthcare related to their actual or perceived sexual orientation. Discrimination, stigmatization, and even potential for discrimination can stop or deter or discourage LGBTQ people from seeking care in the first place. As nurses, it is very important for us to advocate for our patients who belong to the LGBTQ community. Let us speak up when they are treated unequally or are denied competent care. To end this podcast, I just want to remind us about the five C's. So the five C's are compassion, curiosity, commitment, competent and corresponding. These five C's coming together helps a patient care have a very unique experience. I just want to thank you for tuning into my podcast today. Have a great day.